Hey disciples, it's Evangelist Andy here. I'm so excited to talk to you guys again. It's been a minute. I've been doing a lot of YouTube stuff. Check out the YouTube page. Just search Evangelist Andy. Um, I've been going through Holy Week with the disciples on YouTube and I have been having a great time. And then Holy Spirit was like, you forgot about your street disciples. <laughs> so here I am. Please forgive me. Um, I didn't want to just upload it. I wanted to go through it with you live in action. You deserve that. So we're going the next few episodes are going to be Holy Week. I'm going to go day by day with what happened to Jesus in the week of the Passion before he went to the cross. And to appreciate what he did every day, something was popping. <laughs> I'm going to just be real. And every day something was going on with Jesus and the disciples and, and what happened and transpired and how the plot actually unfolded. Oh, we got to talk about it, disciples. Because if we know and appreciate what he has done, then we appreciate the gift of salvation that we have received. When we have professed Jesus as our Lord and Savior, there's benefits to the package, but you have to understand what happened <laughs> in order for us to receive these benefits. Uh, there was a lot of negotiations going on. <laughs> so follow me as we look at Hosanna Sunday, the day that he made his triumphant entrance. Not only what he did and what it meant for that time, but what it means for us right now. So I hope you got your hearts, your mind, and your soul right. It's time for us to dig deep. Let's go. If God asked you what he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? What would you say? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. Our Father. Alpha and Omega, first and the last, beginning and the ending, lily of the valley, bright and morning star, rose of Sharon, lion of Judah. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name. Just call his name. Oh, him, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikhanu, I am that I am, I am 
What do you call him? All right, disciples, let's get into the synopsis of Hosanna Sunday and the (laughs) triumphant entrance of Jesus Christ himself. So you can find the triumphant entrance in all four of the synoptic gospels. You can find it in Matthew 21, 1 through 11, in Mark 11, 1 through 11, in Luke 19, 29 through the 44th verse, and in John 12, the 12th through the 19th verse. All of them wrote about it. So you know it is something. There are certain situations where um, some things are left out by certain uh, synoptic gospels um, and then other things they all wrote about and it's all recorded. And this is one of those things where they all recorded what happened. Now, when you look at Matthew's version, um, the things that they agree on is the fact that they were at the Mount of Olives when all of this happened. Before Jesus enters, he makes it to the Mount of Olives. And then, according to Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he gives two disciples instructions to go find this donkey and this coat tied. Um, he tells them what's going to happen and what to say. And if they say it, then the man um, will give them the donkey and the coat. All they have to say is the Lord has need of them. <laughs> if you say the Lord needs something, you know, people will let it loose. Now, here's where there's an extra in the book of Matthew. Uh, Matthew goes on to say that once Jesus receives the donkey, um, they put the clothes on him. Um, he, He gives instructions and he tells the prophecy of Isaiah. It's Isaiah 62. He says the words of 
of Isaiah where he speaks to the daughters of Zion and tell them about the end days and and promises on the way. (laughs) Okay, so according to Matthew, as um, he's given instructions for them to go get the donkey, he's fulfilling the prophecy. He's telling the prophecy of Isaiah. And then when he mounts the donkey, he fulfills the prophecy of Zechariah. And that's in nine and nine, where he says the king will arrive riding on a colt on a donkey. And, and so Jesus fulfills that. And so those people who knew their Bible in those times, you know, the ones that were readers of the word, um, and also the hearers, because those that could read did read to those <laughs> others. So those that knew the word of, of Zechariah knew exactly what it meant when they saw this man coming on a donkey and the multitude shows up they take their clothes off they're um not like that (laughs) let me just they're taking some of their garments off they're laying it before the donkey's feet so that jesus can walk on it and it can be a holy thing they're laying palms in the street they're all screaming hosanna 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 okay so they all agree up until this point Here's where there's some extra information in each um, of the Gospels. Now, when you get to Matthew, he tells how, how as they're screaming Hosanna to the highest, you know, proclaiming God saves, here's our Redeemer, here's our King. Matthew says that some people began to ask questions and wonder who Jesus was. Because, you know, we already doing the preparing for Passover. We're celebrating one thing, and that's like one of those solemn celebrations. You don't wild out too much. (laughs) They just trying to get sacrifices so they can fulfill the covenant and do in remembrance of Passover. And so here they they see up on the mountain that there's this man on a donkey and people are going crazy. And so they're like, who is this? Who's this guy? And some said that his name was Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Bethlehem. So people ask, who is he? And Matthew overhears them saying, that's Jesus, the prophet. Now here in the book of Mark, Mark says, after they proclaim Hosanna, Hosanna, that Jesus surveys the scene. He he walks through the town, okay, and he goes to the temple. And he looks at the state of the temple. After he's gotten a good look, he leaves and goes to Bethany. So now when you look at the story in in Luke, after he describes them proclaiming Hosanna, Hosanna, then here's that special part. Then he hears or he records that the Pharisees told Jesus to rebuke the people and the disciples, to tell them to quit screaming Hosanna, quit worshiping and praising him. Stop it, stop it. And Luke, Dr. Luke, also records um, that Jesus responded to them, if they were to be quiet, 
immediately the rocks would cry out. That's where you hear the saying, if you don't praise him, the very rocks will cry out. That's Bible because Jesus said, I'm not going to tell the people who believe in me to be quiet because there's a cost with them being quiet. If they don't give me the praise that I am due, then other things that uh, I have made will give me the praise. (laughs) He said, you can't stop the praise of the disciples. And so then he goes and walks past the the Pharisees. You know, he answered them. He told them no. (laughs) Okay. And he kept it moving. As he approaches the city, Luke says that Jesus wept. Ain't that something? That's the second time that Jesus has wept. The first time Jesus wept was when his friend Lazarus died. Now here Luke records that Jesus weeps as he approaches the city. And then he prophesied their destruction for not recognizing him coming as the king and the savior and recognizing his visitation among them. Oh my goodness, Luke. Mm. Now here's where John has a little bit more information. When John tells of the story, um, he agrees that Jesus spoke the pro- or fulfilled the prophecy of Zechariah by riding in on the donkey. He agrees that um, of what the people did, taking off garments and, and screaming out Hosanna. Then... What he heard being spoken in the crowd, he records that everybody was talking about how Jesus had raised Lazarus, how he raised him from the dead, okay? And how this the man right here, this is Lazarus, he raised him. (laughs) We know Lazarus was there because as we move through the week, his name is mentioned again. And so they were looking and and then that's when the pharisees entered after they heard of the power of the resurrection that jesus had performed for lazarus then they start seeing how the people responded to him how he had the power so they heard and now they're looking at his authority over the people and they began to watch him on day one (laughs) hosanna sunday that's the plot and that's the story in minutes but when we come back we're going to talk about what powerpoints we can gain from this and how it can help us right now and how we can be better disciples stay tuned you guys don't go nowhere All right, disciples, we're back. We are going to look at four powerful points that the writer Luke made. We're going to look at this perspective of Luke, Dr. Luke. You know, doctors, when they write, they're very particular. They're very um, (laughs) unemotional about things. They write strictly the facts. They give you the truth. They say it like it is and with no regard of your feelings. And so I want to look at what Luke wrote. It's in Luke 19, the 29th verse through the 44th verse. And what Luke says, the four PowerPoints is number one, 
praise him in advance. Number two, there is significance of the palms. Number three, always be ready to pop off in the name of Jesus. And number four, be prepared when he comes. Listen, Luke is too trill with what he says. Number one, the reason why we need to praise him in advance, you have to understand the temperature of the atmosphere. These people had been bound for hundreds and hundreds of years, and they had been praying to God, send us a savior, send us the one that was prophesied about, the one, show us a sign, sign miracles and wonders. We don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know how we're going to make it through, but we still trust in you, God, that you have heard us and you will send the one. That's where we are today. We're in the same temperature of the same atmosphere. Many people are bound spiritually. Others are bound mentally. Others are bound physically. And we need to be set free. We've been looking and we've been crying out to the Lord. Lord, help us and send us the one. And so when they saw him coming, riding on the donkey, They remembered the stories and the scripture of old that the king, the one who came to liberate them, will come through on the most lowly animal. You have to understand the sweet significance of the donkey because God chose a thing that man would not choose. No one would think that a king would ride in on a donkey, just like no one would think that a king would come and save you and I. But he did because Jesus didn't come for the ones who are already righteous. He came for the lost. He came for the confused. He came from the bound and the backslider. That means me and you. And so we must praise him in advance that he has come for us, that he is the answer to all of our prayers. We must get in our minds that even if it don't look like it's royalty, even if it don't feel like he moving, God is still moving and working on our behalves. So praise him in advance. Praise him with the spirit of expectation. Praise him like it's already done. Scream Hosanna, Hosanna, for he is the one, the one that was foretold. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed in peace in heaven and glory to the highest. Somebody ought to be excited about that. Somebody better have a praise on your mouth. Listen, the second thing, the second thing that Luke wants us to know is that there is also significance in the palms. Now, Palm Sunday. That's where they took these exotic trees, the leaves of the trees, and they laid them before the Lord. They just wanted something that was unique, something that was uh, misunderstood to walk below the feet of Jesus. The reason why the palm is significant. And many of us have found ourselves in palm situations. Those situations where you just throw up your hands and surrender with the palms. The palms have been a misunderstood plant for a very long time. See, most people think there's no purpose to the palm, that it just provides shade. But there's a lesson that you can gain from looking at the behavior of a palm. Palm trees can survive almost anything. 
Palm trees can be in a tornado, can be in a tsunami, can be in all type of crazy atmospheric weather, and yet they will survive. They may bend, but they will not break. Somebody needs to tap into the spirit of the palm when it comes to you and your situation. You may feel like you're breaking, but you were not made to break. You were made to endure. You were made for strength. Be strong like the palm trees. Though the wind may blow, you be strong. Though you feel like giving up, you be strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There's nothing that can break you. <laughs> you are unbreakable. You're unbreakable. That's why the enemy tries to stop you. And in those moments when you feel down and you feel like you're bending over and you're going as far as you can go, that's when you surrender your palms, your physical palms. Hold your hands up and cry out to the Lord. Say, Hosanna, God in the highest heaven. God, come and save me. Hosanna, Hosanna. <laughs> He's worthy of all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. Don't you break. You stay strong like the palm. The palms don't give up. It don't matter if a tornado comes or or if high water, the palm will stand. Stand bold. Stand strong. Stand in the name of Jesus. Stand. Stand. Stand in the name of Jesus. I want you to get excited about Hosanna Sunday. Get excited about his entrance. His entrance into the world. His entrance into your life. And when he enters into your life, it will change your world. <laughs> I'm a witness. He changed me. Uh, he changed me. I used to didn't bless people all the time. I used to curse them all out. But when I encountered Jesus, he changed my life. Oh my God. Somebody got that same testimony that it was one word from Jesus that just shook you up and compelled you. Something on the inside got to stirring up when you heard a word. Hosanna. Something on the inside. That something is Holy Spirit. He said, get up, girl give your life to the Lord. <laughs> I was crying. I was snotting. I was weeping and wailing and I was praising and glorifying him. And I sat in that chair and I gave my life to Christ. And I was just eight years old. I didn't know then, but I know now that eight is the number of new beginnings. I got my new beginning. Get your new beginning. Receive and acknowledge Hosanna, Hosanna, because he did come to save. Now listen, when you in the midst of your storm and you feel like you're bending, but God is showing you that you are not breaking and you're praising him and you're worshiping him. You're confusing the enemy. He like, I'm throwing everything at them and they still praising God. What would it take for them to break? What would it take for them to curse God and die? What would it take? There is nothing. There is nothing nothing that will make you turn from the Lord. He built you unbreakable, unmovable. He built you in his image and he is strong. He endured. He is timeless. <laughs> and so are you and I, but you must be prepared. You must be prepared for when the pop-off comes. 
the pop-off. Luke tells us about the pop-off. The people were going so crazy. I mean, church was on fire. They were outside. They were walking the streets. They were praising him. They were announcing that the king had come. Now, here comes the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the one who were in charge. And they felt some kind of way. They rejected Jesus. They started asking According to the scripture, uh, who is this man? Who Who is that one? Luke tells us that the Pharisees had told Jesus to tell the people to be quiet. Listen, there's no way that anybody could ever stop my praise. You need to know that you can praise them in the grocery store. You can praise them on the way to school. You can praise them in the middle of the school in the name of Jesus. You can praise them in your neighborhood. Everywhere you go, you can have church with Jesus. You can commune with Jesus. You can praise and worship Jesus in the parking lot. You can get you a two-step in in the name of Jesus. I've seen it. I'm a witness. You get some good news, you praise them right where you heard it in the name of Jesus. So they tell Jesus, tell these people to be quiet. <laughs> tell them to stop talking. Tell the disciples to shut it down. Jesus looks them right in the face and he says, for if I tell them to be quiet, immediately the very rocks will cry out. Do you understand that there is purpose in your praise. There's a reason why we must praise and bless his name because the Bible says, let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. If you have breath in your body, praise ye the Lord. If you can complain about your situation, then praise ye the Lord. If you wondering where the next meal coming from, just praise ye the Lord. Somebody scream hallelujah. Somebody say thank you Jesus. Praise ye the Lord. It's your praise that can unloosen the chains. It's your praise. The fact that you will open your mouth and proclaim that he is still your God. Like Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they said that God can make a way out of no way, I don't care what temperature the fire is, he still can make a way. And even if he don't do it, he's still my God. So regardless if he do or he don't, they still gonna praise him. Somebody gotta praise for him. Be ready to pop off in the name of Jesus. You must stand low. You, When someone speaks a lie, you must proclaim the truth because the truth can be the lie any day. Can't nobody argue with the facts. Can't nobody argue with the truth. Somebody check the receipts of God. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. The devil is a lie, but God is not a man that he should lie. Okay? Somebody feel this with me. Feel the salvation of the Lord. Feel that he loves you unconditionally and he will defend you at all costs. He stepped to those leaders when they told him to tell your people to be quiet. He said, I will not because if they are quiet, then the very rocks will immediately cry out. I don't need any other thing that God made to praise him for me. When I have a mouth to praise him, hands to praise him, feet to praise him, a whole body and intellect to praise him. I'll use everything. Like, uh, what is that? Uh, Smokey Norville, that song, if I was a drummer, I will use my stem. But whatever it is that you have, you use it and bless the kingdom and praise the Lord.
there's power in the pop-off phrase. <laughs> you got to praise when they tell you to be quiet. You got to keep praising when they say it don't take all that. You got to praise because don't nobody know what you truly going through. Because this is a relationship thing. It's between me and God. There's things that are strictly between me and God. There's a witness and a testimony. I can't tell nobody. It's between me and God. But I can tell you, he is a deliverer. He is a rewarder. He is a comforter. And he is a best friend in the name of Jesus. Somebody believe, open your mouth. The enemy has silent you. And now it's time for you to pop off, pop off, say something. Somebody say something. If it's just thank you, somebody say something. <laughs> the world tells you, you have the right to remain silent, but the Bible says, make a joyful noise, all ye lands. Somebody open your mouth. I want to hear the praise in all these different countries that are listening to this show. I see y'all, it's 17 of you. You're worldwide. You proclaim your territory and give God some praise. You know what Tasha said. Cobb said, she said, put a praise on it. It don't matter if today is a good or bad day, put a praise on it. Pop off for the Lord. <laughs> pop off for him. <laughs> we pop off for everything else. My mama would pop off at the drop of a hat if she felt like somebody was mistreating me. And I know if my mother who is on earth could do the things she did for me, I know that my father in heaven would pop off for me. But I got to open my mouth. You got to open your mouth. Tell somebody else, open your mouth and praise the name of the Lord. Somebody just say, Hosanna. <laughs> Hallelujah, Hosanna. That felt good in my spirit. Here's the last one. After you done popped off, you got to be prepared. Not prepared for the retaliation of the enemy, but yes, prepare for that. Get ready and stay ready, but be prepared for a visitation from the Lord. When God sees that you are willing to be bold, to go against what the world says and stand up for the word, he will come to you. He will comfort you. Anytime when Jesus was in the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days and the enemy, Satan himself, came and tempted him three times in the wilderness. He defended himself verbally by saying what was written in the word, okay? Know your Bible, pick up that sword. Uh, the sword is important. Don't worry, the episode's coming. <laughs> but also, after he had resisted the devil and he fleed, uh, the ministering angels came. He came, he was visited by heavenly beings, by heavenly creations and they ministered unto him. They strengthened him. They encouraged him. They pushed him to the next level of where he needed to be. Sometimes the cost of the sacrifices, you may have to go through things alone. You can't go through it with the squad. This is something that's individual. That's why you must secure your personal relationship with him. Oh my God, be prepared for the next step, for the next instructions. God doesn't lead you somewhere and leave you there. He always provides provision. He always has a Christian connection. He always has disciples seeking disciples. And so therefore, on Hosanna Sunday, 
praise the name of the Lord. Scream it out loud. He came to save us. He came to die. He came to be buried and he came to live and raise once again. Listen, be excited for what he did on that Sunday when he made his triumphant entrance. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Y'all just wait till you see what happens on Monday. <laughs> Let me tell you, Jesus had a Monday, just like we have a Monday. He had a Monday. So tune in to the next episode as we go further down Passion Week with Mad Monday. <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> Go forth, be great in God, and walk in your purpose. Hey, Street Disciples. Want to know how you can get connected and stay connected? It's so simple. Get connected, follow, favorite, and subscribe to this show. Get the first notifications of the latest episodes. Stay connected. Like our Facebook page and join the private group. You'll know you're in the right place because it has the same graphic as the podcast. Here you can comment on weekly discussions and I'll do some lives and there's daily encouragement. And get a sneak peek of up and coming events and episodes. Listen, last but not least, you can definitely leave me a voice message. I'll answer whether it's a prayer request or you got an idea for an episode. You want to be a guest on the show. You got music for the show or you want me to be a guest on your show. Let's do it. It's all about the kingdom connection and kingdom building. We're doing big things in the kingdom. Come on, let's go.